0: This is Rink Wide on GSN 1040. Here's J.D. Burke and Andrew Wadden. Welcome back to Rink Wide. It's a show that always scores. Andrew La- Wadden alongside J.D. Burke. Couldn't even say my own last name there. Must have been all those callers that have been batting away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you, man. Local radio speaking, celebrity speaking
1: here. Of, uh, no, that's me. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, sorry. Speaking of callers, I just imagine like the segment of this song where Biggie goes, you me a lo- bad, bad okay. boy. Yeah. Just like that should be my ringtone whenever I call that Trev. That should be.
0: Absolutely should be. Whenever
1: I call Trev, just so he knows, like, ah, uh, bleep, I'm in for it now.
0: Uh, Texter in the inbox, what happened to the listeners calling in? Why tell us to call in and you guys go on a run and disrespect us listeners? What did we do to deserve being disrespected like that? Well, you didn't call in. It's pretty simple. Like my, it's, my answer was a
1: bit more <laughs> aggressive in the break. I was like, I don't know, maybe it's
0: some of the death threats you guys send me. But <laughs> Yeah, listen, if you want to call in and, 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 and you know go off on JD, hey, yeah, I got all, all day for that. Uh, we do have a couple of minutes here if you guys do want to get in. 604-280-1040-844-876-1040, toll free, including the texter. You can call in. We'll talk to you. But we do have Haley Salvian from The Athletic in Ottawa coming up. Boy, the sense. Boy. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's just take Eugene out of the conversation. Let's do just, we have just, to? just take him out of the conversation. Do we have here? To? You are looking at a draft. Yeah, I, I do. I'm done with Eugene. He's uh, okay. No, actually, let, let's talk about him for a minute. He's bad for the NHL. Yeah, he's yeah. horrible for the NHL. You have a Canadian market team, and you are the lowest attendance. The Islanders make you look good. Mm-hmm. The Florida Panthers. Make you look good. Yeah. They are the worst attended team in the NHL. You should be, it should be a, a, a license to print money if yeah. you own an NHL franchise. But Eugene, well, sorry. Well, we're going to have Sarah, or not Sarah. We've to a caller there, Croker. Oh, Croker, he's uh, missing
1: callers. Go I know. figure. We're yeah, going to have figure. Haley on. Maybe it was
0: Croker's fault the whole time. Actually, yeah.
1: Maybe Yeah, he's maybe the it snob. was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he looks <laughs> shell shocked by the caller too. So I, I mean, we can. But only hold on, finish your thought. Well, about no, Haley, Haley is yeah. going to be talking to us about where the fan confidence level is at, and I think that's a really important storyline too yeah. because it's something that we witnessed with the Canucks fans. I mean, I remember three, four years ago, ticket prices were down to twenty to thirty bucks. Right. And oh, yeah, good seats available nightly. Good seats, yeah. And not just
0: like Tuesday night when Arizona's yeah. in
1: town. Or, or Minnesota, yeah. oh you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, the first thing that came to mind when I saw the, the lottery results was, do you remember when the Canucks had that slogan, compete is in our nature, and it was like, oh, cool, somebody in the uh, Canucks organization uh, couldn't pass, like, elementary school English. Compete is in our nature. That's not how that works. But anyway, all I could think of was with the senators. Sadness is in their nature.
0: That's uh, that's correct. Yes. That is correct. No,
1: no, no. Wait, 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 wait. How am I going to make this canuck style? Sad is in our name. Wait, no.
0: That actually is also a functional sentence too. I'm going to have to work on this. Now you one. work on that. You think about that. Let's bring uh, Robert from the island. Is on line one. Robert, what's on your mind today? Oh uh, yeah, this is Robert O'Hare. I'm on uh, Gambry Island. Uh, Off-grid property. I've never called into a radio show before, but it sounds like nobody's
2: uh, phoning you. I'm a hockey nut. I'm 69 years old.
0: All right. I just love the
2: Canucks. And I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather see them win the Cup and us
0: have a COVID-19 parade downtown Vancouver. All right. Instead of trying to lose Minnesota. And, oh, we have
2: one in eight chances. And then a big downhill because if you don't win that thing too, mm-hmm. you know you're going to be not feeling too good as a hockey team, right?
0: Absolutely. Appreciate the call, Robert. Thanks for joining us uh, from uh, Gabriel Island. There, beautiful Gabriel Island. You been? I love mm, it. No, you don't go. You don't have been to any of the golf islands. Didn't you grow up here? Aren't you an East Van kid for life?
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. I, uh, yeah, I guess I East, Van East Van kids don't get to go to golf islands. No, we we don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, right? Like I, I, I talk to people from out of town and they're like, "Have you been to X, Y and Z?" It's like, "Dude, I, I hung out like I hung out at Lee side. I hung out under overpasses. like thats that's my Vancouver lower mainland experience. Are you
0: homeless, JD?
1: No, 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 not right now. Anyway, okay. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I've never homeless. But that's just that. That was the East Van experience. We aren't going on no holidays.
0: I hear what Robert's saying. You know, like listen, if you're gonna win a cup in it's the in this you know unprecedented times, then yeah, so be it. But at the same time, like listen, I don't care what's happening in the world. If a Stanley Cup tournament that takes 16 wins and you win it, you won a Stanley Cup. I'm happy with it. You know, maybe we can't have the parade. There,
1: there are asterisks.
0: I don't believe there is. I think there are. Well, okay. What if every team yeah. stays relatively healthy? And I don't, I don't mean, you know, like COVID and, you know, like a regular NHL. You win 16 games, regular NHL, Stanley Cup playoffs. How is there an asterisk?
1: Because that's part of the greater framework of the entire season. Like hockey is a, is a war of attrition. Now you've got all of these teams who are basically going to return to full health. And they're going to be doing so in the midst of a pandemic. It, it, it's just like. You're wait, delus- hold on. You
0: just argued. All right, wait. We got to get to Haley here. You're delusional if
1: you don't think there are asterisks next to this thing, which point. they
0: will never hand out because they won't make it two weeks. All right, Dr. Doom. Okay, all right. Haley Salvian from The Athletic in Ottawa, speaking of doom, uh, joins us now. Hayley, uh, thanks for joining us today on, on your weekend and I'm sure uh, plenty of things to talk about when it comes to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, what's the temperature out there right now after everything that happened last night?
2: <laughs> well, hi guys. Thanks for having me first and foremost. I mean, I think the temperature depends uh, on who you talk to. I think there's kind of the full spectrum of emotions going on in Ottawa. Um, Same as there was before the draft, you know, some fans were really calm. Others, you know, said they wanted to cry. Others, you know, started drinking uh, at 10 Um, a.m. I think the same kind of holds true right now in the aftermath of the draft lottery. I think, you know, the fan base is pretty split. You know, some fans think, you know, this is still a great thing. You're getting picks number three and five. Whereas other fans think, you know, this is typical Ottawa, you know, we had the best odds out of anybody to win the first overall pick with 25% combined. And, you know, we dropped to three and five and, you know, a placeholder team ends up winning. So uh, there's some doom and gloom there, but I think there is still a lot of optimism because the fans know that the Senators are going to get to. Really good players, um, even
0: though they're going to be missing out on Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, missing out on Lafreniere of, of course is a big deal here. But like, let's be honest: like you're going to get r- two really good picks in the top five in a draft that a lot of people are saying are about you know ten, eleven strong players deep right now. You'd think that combined with whatever with, with el- what else the Sens have in terms of prospects, that hey, like they would be overjoyed to have three and five.
2: Yeah, I I honestly think that the reaction would be much more positive if it wasn't a placeholder in that number one slot, if I'm being honest. I think that just brought on the ultimate chaos, because now that brings in the what if, what if the Montreal Canadiens win that pick? What if it's the Leafs? What if it's the Penguins, the Oilers, the Blackhawks? You know, instead of there's just so many unknowns as to what's going to happen with that first overall pick that I think it brings the attention away from the positivity that the three and five can bring. But certainly like you said, you know, it's such a deep draft. Um my colleagues Corey Promin and Scott Wheeler have been doing such a great job profiling these prospects and, you know, they have such you know in depth draft boards that I, I feel a lot more confident in saying that the senators are going to get two players that will still help them round the corner. Um, and get them out of this rough stretch. It might not happen as quickly as it would have if they got Alexi Lafreniere, um, but it's going to happen. I mean, um, I spoke with my colleague Scott last night and this morning about everything that happened, you know, just chatting, because that's what we do on our weekends is just talk about the draft lottery. Um, But, you know, he was saying that getting a combination of, you know, Marco Rossi or Tim Stutzla and Cole Perfetti, you know, getting two of those three players, um, both of those, forwards are probably going to jump and become the number one and two forwards in the you know prospect pool, including players like Brady Kachuk. Um, so the Senators have the opportunity here to draft two elite players who are automatically going to become their first and second best players in the years to come.
0: And Haley, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that Islanders pick is top three protected?
2: That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if that, if the Islanders lose to the Florida Panthers, and win the phase two draft lottery, yeah. um, then the Senators' first round pick from that J.G. Pajot trade will be in 2021. Um, and who knows, maybe the Islanders end up, you know, not, you know, we end up having a similar San Jose Shark scenario when it ends up being a lottery pick next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but I think the more realistic um, outcome there is that the Islanders are a playoff team again next year and that pick drops a bit lower. So I think there's going to be a lot of Sens fans cheering for. Um, the New York Islanders come the uh, qualifying round.
0: Sens have four second-round picks, J.D., this year as well. Is that allowed? They're they're making moves this year. (laughs) We're talking to Haley uh, (laughs) Salvian from The Athletic in Ottawa. Yeah, no, I'm
1: glad that you're letting me talk now, Andrew. That's very nice of you. (laughs) Uh, Haley, when I wrote about the draft lottery last night and how one of the two picks that's landed in the top five, I believe it's the third overall pick for the Ottawa Senators, is the one that they received from the San Jose Sharks. And you remember just a few years prior, the one that they lost in the Matt Duchesne trade, which turned into Cale McCarr. I mean, does this kind of feel like some sort of, I don't know, karmic relief for the franchise? that's just been through such a hellish experience. And is that kind of like the silver lining, if you're the fans, to go, okay, we screwed up pretty bad this one time a few years ago, but it, it all kind of seemed to come around and, and work out all right in the long term.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, especially if you go back to the Carlson trade, right, I think a lot of fans on Twitter um, in this market here in Ottawa are kind of taking this opportunity to say, oh, my gosh, thank God for Pierre Dorian, because if he didn't put all of his cards on the table for that trade to get that conditional pick, then the senators would just be left with the number five overall right now. Um, and imagine the doom and gloom in the franchise if they were only getting number five after, you know, being the second last team in the NHL again. So I think, yeah, it's, it's a relief for fans that, you know, obviously it's a lot of fans are still not happy that Eric Carlson is not with the organization. But as time goes on, the senators are continuing to show how they won that trade. Um, and last night was a really big example of that, because if you don't make that Carlson trade, then you're coming out of what could have been a transformative lottery and a transformative day for the organization with the worst case scenario and pick number five, that was the lowest that the Senator's own pick could have dropped. And it dropped that far um, same as it did for the Detroit Red Wings. So definitely there was a sigh of relief from that pick yesterday. Um, Cause yeah, I can't imagine what would have happened if, the result was only number
1: five. And I suppose that kind of segues nicely into the next question here, which was going to be one about fan confidence in the product, in the team, and in people like, for example, Pierre Dorian and, uh, to a lesser degree, Eugene Melnick. I mean, I I never thought in my lifetime that I would hear in a Senators fan context, thank God for Pierre (laughs) Dorian. And here we (laughs) are, and they've got perhaps the deepest prospect pool in the NHL. The one thing they really needed Uh, Somebody who kind of covers the draft and prospects, I thought was a game-breaking talent like an Alexi Lafreniere or perhaps even a Quentin Byfield. But, I mean, they're still going to be pretty well situated after picking three and five. And we've seen in previous years that you can get the best player in a draft with those picks. Where's fan confidence at that he can turn this thing around now that they have the foundational pieces in place necessary to turn from rebuilding to competing?
2: Yeah, well, I think it's actually the fan confidence level in Pierre Dorian as the general manager of the team is is actually quite good. And, you know, we did a fan survey at The Athletic um, about a month or so ago before um, the lottery, before a lot of this stuff happened that we're chatting about right now. And, you know, more than 50% of the around 900 people that responded to the survey scored him at a 70% or higher um, confidence rate in Pierre Dorian as the general manager. So, I think what fans are really confident in Pierre is his scouting ability. I think if you look at his history at the draft since becoming the GM and also as the head scout of the organization, Pierre has done a really good job at building that prospects pool. Um, his fingerprints are all over the pieces that the Senators have right now. Um, you know, when they drafted Shane Pinto Um, there was so much like, what the heck are they doing? Why would they pick a player like this? And, you know, you flash forward, not even a year later, and he's the NCHC Rookie of the Year. He led North Dakota in in goals as a rookie, um, and all of a sudden he looks like a steal of the draft in the second round. Same with players like Alex Forman, Drake Batherson, the trade to get Josh Norris in that Carlson deal. Norris is going to be such an important piece of the rebuild, and that was all Pierre Dorian. So when it comes from comes to confidence in him as the general manager and making the right moves at the trade or that the draft, excuse me, I think the confidence is really quite high because his track record is, is quite good in that aspect, especially late in the draft and in those later rounds where you've seen him grab gems like Forman and like Shane Pinto. Um, So I think confidence is quite high that he can turn it around. Um, I, I think when the question marks start coming and it's always something that's in the back of fans' mind: is okay, are they going to sign long term? Are they going to be here for good, or is it, you know, their ELC, oh, their entry level contracts done, one more deal, and they're gone? I think that's the question that fans always want to know. Um, but I, I would say that the confidence level is, is pretty good when it comes to Pierre.
0: Haley, what's the uh, prospect pool like for the Sens in goal? Um, and could you see perhaps? they use one of those three or fives on, maybe not three, but on Yaroslav Askarov.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, if the Senators can come out of this draft with two elite forwards, say a Marco Rossi, let's say a combination of Sisla, Marco Rossi, Cole Profetti, you know, Lucas Raymond, two of those players plus a Yaroslav Askarov later in that first round with that Islanders pick, and that's going to be like a home run, one of the better hauls in recent years by a franchise in the first round of the playoff or playoffs. My goodness, yeah. it's been a long week in yeah. the first round of the draft. I mean, um, I believe Craig button from TSN. Um, I guess one of your colleagues, he said that Yaroslav Askarov is one of the best goalies, if not the best goalie that he's seen since Carrie price. Yeah. Um, the senators do have some good depth at goal. They have a ton of goalie prospects, um, Right now, they're kind of goalie tandem for next year. The plan seems to be Anders Nilsson and Marcus Holberg. And then you have Philip Gustafson um, that came out of the Pittsburgh organization from one of the trades. Um, and then you have Joey Decord, who's showing a lot of promise. Mad Sogard and Kevin Mandeliz, just to name a few. So they have a lot of goalie prospects right now. Um, but they don't have a clear-cut you know, top goalie in the National Hockey League level player right now. Maybe one of them can establish themselves that way Um, i'm not a goalie prospect expert but the way i see it right now is they don't have that you know top of the nhl rankings you know vesna trophy caliber goaltender Um, and i think a could be that guy for them if they can make a move to move up to grab him or if he's just available later in the first round because i believe the highest that islanders pick can go is 13th overall And if he's available there and they grab him or maybe a Jack Quinn, it's just going to be such a huge first round of the draft for the Senators.
0: Yeah, with all those second round picks too, they can do a lot of wheeling and dealing at this draft as well. So it'll be quite interesting for the Ottawa Senators uh, at least come uh, draft day. But uh, Haley, thanks for joining us today.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys.
0: Haley Salvian from The Athletic in Ottawa. Yeah, like I mentioned there, JD, like – you know, Skarov, Askarov, mm. and, and which way am I saying it right? Uh, does Askarov. Askarov. Okay. The workers' goalie. Uh, though, yeah, exactly. Uh, from your country, um, I mean, if they could pull him as well as, as a couple of prospects, I mean, that would be huge.
1: Yeah, I would. If I'm the Senators, I would just be hoping he drops rather than using one of my two first oh. round picks on him. Oh, no, uh,
0: no, no, no. Well, they have three if you consider the the Islanders, right? Like, yeah, exactly. But what I'm thinking is that, yeah, the three and the five, mm, that's going to be a stretch. You don't want to use that for a goaltender. That's like drafting a running back in the first round. You're an idiot if you draft. Oh, wait, sorry. Anyway. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Deep cut. That's an old school joke for those that listen to the the, uh, show. But that being said, though, if they could get Askaroff later on in there, or perhaps use, like, you got four second round picks. You're probably dealing two of those at some point.
1: I've heard that draft picks are like the currency of the modern NHL. Very, I've heard that. very difficult to acquire. I, I, I've
0: heard that. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's known here in Vancouver, but I have heard that.
1: And how does one get in touch with these draft picks
0: yeah well we, maybe we can research that in the break yeah make, a, yeah make a few calls uh coming up next we're heading to la uh, we're going to talk to lisa dillman also from the athletic at the uh 411 on what's happening with the la kings who hey listen they might be the big winners here when it's all said and done in this year's draft heading down to la la land next right here on Rinkwide, the show that always scores on tsn 10 10-